When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Trail Towns Radio with Paul Vanderplug and Dita Karsnes, the first bicycle tourism radio show in the world. Welcome to the two-hour Christmas special of Trail Towns Radio. This very special episode is brought to you by Giant, Temper, Ride High Country and 100% Pure New Zealand. And on that, Vandy, you know how we usually do our, our Maori welcome? Mm-hmm. I've got a new one. You're ready for this? I've been practising it. It yeah. is. Here we go. Here we go. Merry Kirihimete, Kite Trail Towns, Whanau Aotearoa, which means Merry Christmas to our Trail Towns New Zealand family. Man, you're getting good at that. Oh, I love it. And hello, everyone listening in Australia. Welcome to Trail Towns on SEN. I'm Dietz, and this is Trail Towns with Vandy, my great big mate over there. And we've got this super duper Christmas special. We've got Santa actually on standby. I can't wait. Today is all about the wonderful humans who've helped Trail Towns to get where it is. Where wow. actually is it? Where we, are we? We don't know where it is, but it's it here. Is. Yeah, here it is. We're right here. <laughs> and, oh, yes. Oh, it's big. It's really big. <laughs> it's, it's really big. <laughs> <laughs> we have guests from right across the ecosystem of bike tourism from the former Premier of Victoria, Ted Ballew, Lord Mayor of Melbourne, Sally Cap. We have... TV star, megastar, Glenn Ridge, the host of The Sale of the Century for, wow. I don't know, a decade or more. I know. <laughs> and Andrew Waddell from 100% New Zealand. Ripper. Oh, we've also got Lisa Leong from ABC Radio, the Queen of Cool, and Phil Windham from Adventure South in South Island, New Zealand. And from our international division, Christoph Alhart who is a world endurance riding champion, Vandy. Can't wait. And don't forget our dear friend Jamo with his Christmas special Shimano terrific top tech tips. I put him on notice. He actually <laughs> has to give us something useful this week. But before we start doing anything else, Deets, our listeners will know by now that we take a moment to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land that we're on today, which is the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, and we pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Uh, we are extremely privileged, Vandy, to ride our pushies and to work on the land and extend our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples listening in today. Absolutely. Okay, the moment that everyone is on the edge of their seats, who are we today? This is the bit where people say, now, what idiotic <laughs> statement is Dietz going to make this week? Well, here we are. We're ready for Dietz's Christmas idiotic statement. It is. Fire away. I am an obsessive. I can't even say it. I like riding bikes, okay? We all know that. But I also love watching Christmas movies. Now, I love, love actually. And I still cry at the end. And do you think Die Hard is a Christmas movie? Well, I think it's a it's got Christmas elements in it. Is there are <laughs> elements of Christmas in there? But I, I love actually. I still gets me every year. It's sort of like uh, a bit of a ritual. So anyway, that's me. It's a good one. Yeah. And I am a professional cyclist, and I still kind of believe in Santa because on Christmas Eve every year as a child, Mum and Dad would take us to midnight mass. And our gifts would magically appear under our Christmas tree when we got back. And you actually, when did you stop believing in Santa? Well, he's real. He's, 
I think I just saw him out there. <laughs> Haven't you watched a Christmas movie lately? <laughs> no, so I'll give, we, give the, we give the world a Christmas gift every year with our hit TV series, Trail Towns, which is on SBS. And we're doing a new season in another couple of months, but we'll talk about that in a minute. And um, we also do Trail Towns Radio. And this is, you guessed it, the Christmas special. The Christmas special is brought to you, our listeners, and to us by our beautiful sponsors, Giant Bikes. So, they are giantly good. Temper oh. for the best sleep in the world. Ride high country. If you're going to ride, you might as well do it in the high country. And 100% pure New Zealand. And it is very pure over there. We have got a lot of sponsors going on. I know. It's we're great. Just, we love a, the support. We're a thing. Now, uh, what are your Christmas plans? Oh, well, uh, as you might have heard Jamo in previous weeks say, uh, I'm moving into a new home with Jane. So for that Christmas period up into New Year's, we're moving and it's going to be tumultuous. But that's okay. We'll get that done. After, <laughs> it's like a Christmas miracle. <laughs> I know. After after the uh, 1st of January, in fact, on the 2nd of January, I'm heading to Tassie with Jane in our caravan and we're going for a mountain bike trail towns holiday. So good. I know. And are you getting a custom temper fitted mattress in there? Well, it's funny you should say that. I actually am. Now, uh, temper, the mattresses that you can get, you can actually get them cut to size. So the caravan that I bought, which I totally paid for, is the Jayco Work and Play. We'll talk to Jayco next year about getting some sponsorship. But I, we actually bought this caravan. Jane and I bought this caravan. And it has a, the back half is a, is a basically a toy shop for mountain yep. bikes and the front half you stay in. The front half has got beds and we've replaced the mattresses with temper mattresses. Now, tell me, how good is that? It's so good. It, it should be called the play and play for you because you don't do much work. Could be sleep and play with temper. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I am actually heading up to the high country to have Christmas with the fam, which oh. will be fantastic. Is it a big deal for the band of plugs? Well, there's seven of us plus the partner. And now a few nephews, so there's a full a tribe that the town uh, will be bursting at yeah. the seams, <laughs> and blurgs everywhere. The supermarket is out of food. It's just wild times. But the high country is obviously a show sponsor, and it's a perfect place to go. It comes alive in January through the Christmas holidays. So. It really does. We're going to talk about yeah. that a little bit further in the show. Exactly. It's, it's going to be great. We're going to break it right down. We're going to be, I'm going to be picking your brain, Vandy. I want the very best intel on the region. Now, we also need to talk about the merch for Trail Towns Christmas presents because it's all 20% off on trailtowns.tv. Just go online and put in the code BLUE20 because we wanted to do a code that wasn't Black Friday because everyone got a bit crazy with Black Friday. So we're going BLUE20 for random reasons. I was going to call it Blue Monday, remember? <laughs> we realised New Order were going to sue us, so we're not going to call it that. But yeah, look, we've had a massive run on the merchandise. We've had, we have sold so many units. I've got, I've got the import director on standby to get a few more units sent through. But anyway, no, it, do get it. It fits, it works, it's fabulous looking. You'll just, you'll get a lot of uh, people commenting on your look. I get a lot yeah. of people commenting. You've gone from a complete dag to actually semi-stylish. So I know, I know, I know. Now, speaking of Black Friday, and it has nothing to do with being creepy and haunted, which I thought no. it did. It's got everything to no. do with it. Anyway, another story. Haunted Hills in Gippsland, a new mountain bike park. Vandy, what is happening? I know. We just did the opening. It's um, 13 kilometres of fresh mountain bike trail. But the cool thing that they've done, it's near Mowie in Gippsland, and 
they've built the infrastructure. So this is phase one and they've got a sweet pump track for the kids. And then they've also got a skills park. So the skills park is just really for families to go there and take their bikes and spend hours instead of going on a uh, play equipment you go and learn the skills to ride and then you can take it out to the trail so it's a really good uh addition to the gippsland offering and it's only going to grow i think they're about to uh build another section of trails straight away and then obviously uh it's it's haunted so watch out well you could you know run into a ghost or or a zombie (laughs) or something i don't know zombies aren't haunted they wanted they they wanted to open it up on uh halloween Oh, great. They had to delay it to yesterday. So I love the fact that there's another mountain bike offering in Gippsland. Now, people who've listened to the show know me. You know, I've got family down in Foster, and I know Gippsland really well, and got family up in Bairnsdale and that sort of thing. But the mountain bike offering isn't as strong as, say, the, the high country region. No. But you can see it catching up. And Maui's a great little town, but it didn't have a mountain bike offering. And now it does. And you can, you know, go down to Bairnsdale, spend half a day in Maui, you know, Go for a ride, go mm. for a coffee, get your lunch. You've got a reason to stop there now. I think it's so cool. Well, that's the thing. That's why we're doing Trail Towns is because there's so many places. But we've got the... Bravery Trek. Oh, we did it. We, we did, did it. it. We did it. You know how much we raised, Vandy? I think it was... 14K. Yes. Now, yeah. we wanted to get 20, but that was a that was a pretty big ask. So we raised 14K. I rode over 1,000 Ks. You rode over probably 2,000. You, well, you logged I, about 1,000. <laughs> I'm not very good at logging the Ks, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much... Uh, we're done with that. It was fantastic, but you can still always donate. It's such a good charity. Think about this, Vandy. There was 110,000 raised and we raised 14. So we raised more than 10% of the total amount of money. So I reckon we should be really thankful to the beautiful people that supported us, our our family, our friends, our sponsors, random, our, sponsors our listener, no, our listeners. <laughs> they got it was on. so kind and we want to thank you because the money that we've raised goes to help return ADF people, people who've served for us in the Defence Force and run into you know, really big trouble and bravery trust through the bravery trek. We've raised this, mon- raised this money to help them. So amazing. Sure does. Amazing. Well, I reckon right after this, we're going to be chatting to our first guest of the week. And Vandy, that is the Lord Mayor of the City of Melbourne, Sally Cap. Oh, what a ripper. I know. We only get the big names here. You're listening to Trail Towns Radio, the first bicycle tourism radio show in the world. You're on SEN, Trail Towns Radio with Bandy and Dietz. And now we have a very special guest, Bandy. It's the Lord Mayor of the City of Melbourne, Sally Cap. Welcome to our show, Lord Mayor Sally Cap. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Oh, it's so good to have you on. Um, we're just going to jump straight into it. How important is cycling and people getting on bikes in Melbourne for recovery from COVID? Well... Active transport, as we call it in a very technical way, which includes walking, but importantly, cycling, uh, is absolutely critical uh, for our city in so many ways. One, it's good for individuals, for their health. It's a fantastic mode of transport uh, for our city, which is why we're investing in it. And it really contributes to big, important issues like responding to climate change. So from our perspective, it's tick, tick, tick. And I love cycling. It's great fun and it's a great way to get around. Sally, we're both based in Melbourne and I've ridden in Melbourne all my life. And, you know, COVID really has hit our beautiful city so in a, such a tough way. And then just being in the city on the weekend, seeing all the new bike lanes and seeing that what's been done through this really difficult period. Tell us what has happened to the city in terms of riding a bike and making it safer and making it the way to get into the city. 
It is a big focus of ours to be investing in protected bicycle lanes uh, and also to make space for bicycles generally around our city. We know that there's been an absolute proliferation in the purchase of bicycles during this COVID period and in outer Melbourne, uh, a big increase in the use of bicycles. And so for us, we feel it's a strategy, build it and they will come in highly uh, dense and very traffic rich environments like CBDs, there can be a wariness to jumping on a bicycle. And our research shows that the more protected bicycle lanes we provide, the more spaces for bicycles we provide, the more people will come on in. And we know that all of those bike riders add value into our community and economy. So for us, it's a priority for our city. Absolutely. And we sort of love using these protected bike lanes because you feel safe and secure when you're riding. And I guess Melbourne CBD is kind of like the nucleus of uh, the whole bike network and then you expand out on the bike paths. Do you um, get out on the bike trails at all, Sally? And if you do, which ones do you enjoy? I do. I really enjoy it. And I love even using my bikes for getting around town uh, for meetings, for example, because it's often much more efficient than walking or a tram. Uh, but when I've got time, I love uh, using, I guess, can we use a bicycle analogy, the hub and spoke uh, system that we are lucky to have in the city. So you can head out, of course, along the main Yarra Trail, um, which I love uh, making the most of the Yarra and the waterfront. Uh, the bike tracks go right down to Docklands and I don't think you know, I think a lot of people stop uh, when they get to South Bank and don't keep going into Docklands. It's absolutely beautiful around the harbour there. Uh, and, of course, you can go the other way and really appreciate the Botanic Gardens. There are other special things to consider, uh, such as taking the punt from Melbourne over to Williamstown and Altona and riding the fantastic trails that way for perspectives of, of a Melbourne that um, I think is still largely... Uh, undiscovered and of course the capital city trail which is a big 29 kilometer loop if I'm feeling very energetic <laughs> usually with my partner um, and make some time for it I think there's just nothing better you go through so many different environments uh, and again plenty of places to stop and and enjoy along the way so uh, for me we have a richness of bicycle trails uh, starting and ending in Melbourne, whichever way you're going, and uh, I love to make use of them. I absolutely agree with you, Sally. What I love about our city and then the trails and tracks that sort of expand from it, as you just rightly said, then you're actually going to places too. You're not sort of on this meaningless sort of trundle. You can go to amazing cafes on the Outer Circle Railway Line Trail or you can, which is the anniversary trail, I think it's called now. Mm. You, and this is what I'd, we, we would love to come and do an episode of our SBS show in Melbourne just to show the world that when you come to Melbourne, get on a bike and use that bike as the mode of transport to get around our city. And you can go 360 degrees. Is that something you think international travellers would find interesting when all that stuff starts kicking back in? I Absolutely agree uh, for an attraction for our city, making sure that bicycles are right at the heart 
uh, of what's on offer is key. I know from my experience living and visiting many cities around the world, I love to jump on a bicycle, whether it's an organised tour or it's just meandering uh, through cities. And that has to be a feature for for Melbourne as a global city. Um, We do have a shared bicycle scheme. Uh, We have lots of places where you can pick up bicycle tours uh, and of course, you can guide yourself around those amazing trails. Uh, and I recommend it. And as you said, there are great cafes, but there are beautiful open spaces to stop. And for me, it's really about capturing those different perspectives that I haven't appreciated about Melbourne, whether it's the city proper or uh, the suburbs, uh, that just give me that sense of discovery. And um, that's good for the soul as well as being good for my health. Oh, absolutely. And the green spaces, all the parklands around the city are so good to ride to and just chill out. Um, But finally, moving out of Melbourne, what's your favourite trail town to explore on a holiday? Mm. Well, one of my favourite holidays ever with the family was doing uh, bicycle trails through the Loire Valley uh, with a base in a little town called Chitonet. And every day we got up, a picnic was organised and packed. We were given a new map to follow, exploring chateaus. We rode bikes across uh, people's private farmlands. We went through national forests. And the infrastructure uh, was absolutely fantastic. A little bit of sort of finding and navigating your own way, um, but relatively easy. And it really made our holiday special to know uh, we did not get in a car for five days. We literally jumped on our uh, bikes, used our pedal power and had the most brilliant holiday. And that's part of what we're really trying to set up in Melbourne is the infrastructure to welcome people make it easy for people to enjoy and we know that more people will come for bicycle trails. And here was I thinking, Sally, that you were going to say the Plenty River bike track in Greensboro where I grew up, but no, it's somewhere <laughs> oh. in France. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> hey, don't knock it. It's a great trail. <laughs> Sally, we're going to thank you so much. We're so lucky in this city to have a Lord Mayor that is passionate about cycling and bikes are great no matter what you do and where you do it, but Melbourne especially. So thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Sally. You're with Vandy and Dietz, and this is Trail Towns Radio on SEN. You're listening to Trail Towns Radio, the first bicycle tourism radio show in the world. Right now, we've got Lisa Leong coming up, the master of the microphone, and she's actually a legitimate radio presenter and she works on ABC Radio, and she's now become a regular guest. She's been on twice, Deets. That's twice. And so she's Trail Towns Radio royalty and loves talking about cycling with us. Welcome back, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you. Very excited to be here uh, another time. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe you've decided to come back on our show. I mean, <laughs> the check must have cleared or something. I'm not quite sure. But, Lisa, this is our Christmas special, and we know that you are the Queen of Cool. You're the person that knows more about cool things than anyone that we've met in the duration of making this show, certainly more so than Vandy and I. way cooler than us. We want to know, firstly, the best cycling-related gift that you can think of that we should buy, you know, our significant other or our kids or our friends or whatever. It's got to be a cycling-related gift. What do you think? I reckon my Bluetooth helmet has been the best cycling-related gift of my whole year. 
So this is one which has got an inbuilt microphone, but it's super duper clear. So I literally broadcast using this helmet. Wow. Where? What? Yep. I've never heard of any Just, such thing. This is Lisa Leong coming at you from the bike paths of Melbourne. I've heard of fighter <laughs> pilots having that stuff, but you, uh, tell me, how does it work? So the microphone is very cleverly placed near your forehead. So, and it has a bit of a shield on it. So you don't get that wind noise or it's at least quite minimal. And I've done a lot of tests. And so it's not only good for listening to podcasts, but if you do need to take calls as you're riding along and you have your phone fixed, you know, on your handlebars, it's quite a good way to stay in contact with people and even broadcast your radio show whilst oh. riding your bike. Well, what about us doing our TV <laughs> show? Can you see us presenting, obviously with you when we do a Melbourne episode, but can you see us presenting with this helmet? I mean, I love this helmet already. I might start wearing it now. So, And it could be like helmet number one, speaking to helmet number two. Do you read me? It's riding itself. Helmet out, helmet out. Now we've got... Lisa, we've got the holidays coming up. Where are you suggesting is a cool place to go on a Trail Towns holiday over the summer? So I'm staying at home. <laughs> I, I know that, I know so that Melbourne. over 300 days <laughs> at home, but I think my gift to myself is to cycle further than five kilometres away. Yes. I know, this is getting really exciting now. So what I'm going to do um, is... I put my 13-year-old daughter on the back of my electric bike and we tend to just head off in any direction. So she might get to call it once and, or I'll call it and then we just see where the trail takes oh, us. Oh, great. I used to do, that, that, is, with, I used to do yeah, that with my right? brothers when we were mountain biking at the Big Hill Mountain Bike Park. Whoever was leading got to choose the next trail because it's a network and it's a maze. So that's super fun to do that in Melbourne and just... Follow your nose or follow yours and your daughter's suggestions. I wouldn't know, Van. You're always faster than me. I didn't know. <laughs> ah, well, that is an exciting thing. I, I would like to ask another question of you, Lisa. How about this yes. book that you've written? Now, this working life, we've done some research on you because we do. Um, how to navigate <laughs> your career. Pro. I know. How to how to navigate your career in certain times. Well, Vandy and I wouldn't know that because, A, we don't have careers and and B, uh, there is no such thing as in a certain time. No, so we're it, always uncertain. It's always uncertain. But tell me about this book. Uh, I spent most of lockdown co-authoring this book with a lady called Monique Ross, who is an ex-journo from the ABC, and she became a forest bathing nature guide. So talk about career pivots. Wow. So we took this time to really look at things like identity, uh, a little bit of uh, doing a life flow exercise where you chart your peaks and your troughs from your life to have a bit of a reflection on the themes. And then uh, we then go into, I guess, the aspect about how do you design a career treating every day as lab day? I like that. So experimenting that. with your career oh. in life. <laughs> Every day's lab day. I was like, I don't know what yeah, that do means. Yeah, do you like that? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't even do chemistry. I think I failed. So it must be somewhere you do tests. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, and I looked at each other and we're like, what's going on here? Oh, Lisa's, Lisa's slightly intellectual. Oh, did you know I, that I, I, um, I have a science degree, but I was terrible in the labs. I once got the lab evacuated at uni. Oh. <laughs> for doing this experiment and this black smoke started coming out of my experiment uh -oh. and I looked at the manual and I hadn't read it properly and I got to the last page where it had a skull and crossbones and it said please do this experiment in a fume cupboard 
And then, so basically I said, alert, alert, and everyone ran out. (laughs) That's my fine story. Lisa, we were just uh, became aware that you're actually also filming a video movie music clip. Is this correct, yes. or is this are we misinformed? What's happening? I, I can confirm that I have branched out into music publishing. So we commissioned a really cool singer songwriter called Little Green to write a soundtrack for our book, This Working Life. Yes. And she's come out with a doozy and we are releasing an EP. So we spent the whole day filming a cracker of a music video, which will be released mid-January. It's so fun. Oh, great. We we can play it on our radio show. It's the the audience would love it. Oh, that's right. We're radio. Sorry about that. (laughs) But speaking of such things, Lisa, we're going to have to wrap this up, but I've got a question and you need to answer this question for me. It was two. Question part A. Where should people go for their summer holiday with a trail town? Which town should they yeah, go to? Yeah, can't and be Melbourne. <laughs> next year, we've got a secret coming up, but we will be on air next year with our own weekly show during the week. Would you come on as our regular guest? <laughs> Speak to my manager, right? <laughs> Hang on. No, yes, no. Uh, yes. yes, I would love to come on and on my list of places I would really like to ride is Tasmania. Mm. I just think, um, it, even though there's lots of hills, <laughs> e-bike, <laughs> that Tassie would be, just be so beautiful now that things have opened up. So, um, I think Tasmania uh, is going yeah. to be my hot pick. I'm going there in two cool weeks. Ride. Uh, yeah, I'm I think, going there in two weeks. Lisa. I think you're not the only one. I the Tasmania is going to be oh, flooded. Hang on. <laughs> hang on I thought I was going solo here I'm not going to bump into you too, am I? well you could only hope um, Lisa thank you so much for coming on again we'll have to oh, leave it there oh you're beautiful thank you so much Merry Christmas to yourself and to all your beautiful ABC listeners probably a few more than ours but let's just uh, let's just keep loving our listeners Lisa and we'll chat to you next year chat to you next year and uh, look out for my Christmas reels Okay, Deets, season two, we're going to New Zealand, and how are we doing it? Well, we're going there uh, to do a little bit of quarantine initially there, Vandy, because uh, (laughs) that's what you have to do to go over there and film. We're filming in March, and we're going to have to quarantine for seven days to do it, but it's a small price to pay to do what we're going to do, which is three eps in the north and three eps in the south. And it's so important that we get this season in the can, so to speak, because we want to promote New Zealand and the process of doing the editing and everything. We want to also have Trail Town Season 2 airing in conjunction with the tour in July next year on SBS. Exactly. That what that, I think that's what works so well in Season 1 is that we did debut Season 1 with the tour. We've got a lot of people watching the show. A lot of people have talked about the show. So we want to do the same thing in Season 2. And the other thing, of course... But better. About better, but better. <laughs> the other thing with shooting Trail Towns, it takes a week per episode. Every episode is a week. So that's six weeks in New Zealand. And if we start doing sort of the latter part of April, May, it starts getting pretty cold in the South Island. So Yeah, but also a week with me is just like bliss. uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know, actually, people have asked me, Vandy, how did you guys get get on over the period? And you know what? We never had one crossed word in season one. We were together for was more than six weeks because of the fact we had lockdowns and we had this and that and oh, something exactly. and so much stress involved. And 
yeah, we're mates, but it's different making a show where oh. you you know you've got the cameras on, you've got to be on, you've got it, you're tired, you've done sort of five days in a row, 12, 14 hour days, and it was actually really easy working together. I would have thought, which is good because it's uh, it's also the fantastic team we have yeah. around us. So yeah. everyone's supporting each other. We're a small. Um, low budget production. I know you didn't like that in the green guide where you were like, low budget. I said, I said when I saw it in the green guide, they said it's a lovely low budget show. And I said, obviously they, they don't have access to our zero accounting (laughs) software because they wouldn't be saying it's like, but in all honesty, TV can cost, you know, a million dollars per hour and we're a fraction of that, but we try to keep it real and we try to keep the the show fast moving. But even the fast moving show, it still takes five days to film. And we are, we are absolutely, peaking to get over to New Zealand because, I mean, some of these areas I've never been and I love going to new places. So what are you looking forward to most in New Zealand? I went to Wanaka, I think, on the show I mentioned a couple of years ago. And Wanaka is amazing, but Wanaka's only one spot. And I just think, imagine that multiplied by the North and the South Island. That's what I'm looking forward to is just meeting the people, seeing the countryside. As you know, I often just stop and go, wow, look at that. And it's, it's, it's that sort of, the love of the new, uh, you know, the, the new experience with nature and then with friends and hanging out with you for, like riding with you every time is great fun because when you ride with your friends, it, it doesn't get any better than that. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say that essentially what you see is what you get with us because we're just out there experiencing it. But we would be doing the exact same thing <laughs> if, the, if the cameras weren't rolling. I would actually say that we have to lower your enthusiasm so it doesn't seem fake. But in real life, Dietz is mind blown by nearly everything that happens on a day-to-day basis. It's great. Yeah, and and it's real because, I, I don't know, the... as you get a little bit older, you start realising the little things are what matter. You know, And when you go for a bike holiday and when you when you think of that we're going to New Zealand for six episodes and all the little things that we're going to see and feel and do and then we can share that with our audience and share the absolute the beauty and the excitement and the you know just the wonder of a bicycle holiday and new areas and wonderful people and gorgeous countryside and history you know the Maori culture of New Zealand is something I'm fascinated we've been learning about the Maori culture as part of the production, and yep. it's been a wonderful thing. Yeah, and I think for us, we just want to give people a good insight, so inspire people to explore and have like these healthy cycling holidays where you're not just going and sitting on a beach somewhere. You're actually getting really in tune with the land that you're exploring, and going somewhere different is also something we've been super passionate about. So for us to go to New Zealand and be out of film season two I'm pinching myself. I'm so excited to do it. I am too. And you know what's changed from the early days of cycling, 90s when I got into it, is you couldn't take your partner if they weren't a cyclist. And what has changed 180 degrees is with e-mountain bikes and e-bikes now, everyone can do it. So this whole new way of having a holiday is actually opening up to a lot of people. Yeah, it's way more accessible and I think you have a lot more fun. And that's what we're all about. If you're not having fun in life, I feel like you're doing something wrong and you need to change it a little bit if you can. I'm having fun. You're on <laughs> Trail Towns Radio with Vanny and Dietz. You're listening to Trail Towns Radio, the first bicycle tourism radio show in the world. You're on Trail Towns Radio with Vandy and Dietz. And right now, Vandy, we have Andrew Waddell from 100% Pure New Zealand to tell us about what we're going to do 
and when we're going to go to New Zealand. Andrew, thanks for coming on the show again, mate. Yeah, kia ora, and kia ora to our cycling friends across New Zealand and Australia. It's great to join the show again. Oh, it's great to have you back on, Andrew. It's very exciting. So we're looking at 2022, really, for getting over to New Zealand, but we're really excited to get your insight on where are the best places to ride around April, May, and maybe through winter if you still are just cycling nuts like us and we want to go riding in those cooler months? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, it's a really exciting time to be uh, in cycling, isn't it? Um, I think uh, we're seeing the passion come through and, and we're really seeing it as a 365-day uh, sport and activity. So, um you know, going heading to New Zealand, a lot of people think about it, particularly the South Island from a, a skiing and, and snow sports perspective. And, you know, it's a second to none in that perspective. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, Australians love heading over um, for their dose of uh, time on the slopes. Um, but what's unknown, I think, is, uh, is just actually what's available from a cycling perspective, whether that be a sort of more relaxed um, rail trail that you might see. Uh, but also through to something a little more technical um, through Rotorua. So in winter, uh, it can get a bit chillier, but um, quite often what you get is uh, less rain, um, which makes it great for cycling, and uh, great clear skies. So we'd always advise, um, you know, check, do some planning in, in advance, some great facilities and great uh, information points from NewZealand.com to look at cycling trails. Probably head a little bit more north, it's a little bit more I'd say, tropical from a winter perspective. Uh, and, you know, combining that with some sort of coastal rides uh, through to, you know, getting into a few city city escapes as well out of Auckland. Uh, we can't wait to come over, Andrew. We are coming over, as you know, for our second season. Wondering what is the feeling in New Zealand from Kiwis for Aussies coming over for a holiday? I'm imagining it must be, this. please come over. We would love you to come back. Is that the feeling? Absolutely. You know, there's a really close um, bond between New Zealand and Australia, uh, Trans-Tasman, we call it sort of uh, sibling rivalry um, uh, often, but in reality, we're more more friends and family than, than foe. So um, Kiwis living in Australia, but they're looking forward to getting back uh, to New Zealand uh, and bringing their Australian friends over. So you know, really looking forward to connecting friends and family, but also getting those unique experiences that New Zealand's got to offer. So... Um, you know, when borders reopen in 2022, we think there's going to be a, a good jump of visitors um, across across the country. Absolutely. We can't wait. And what, uh, what's been happening during this time with uh, cycling-related developments in New Zealand? Is there anything that's going to be fresh, ready and exciting when we get over there? Yeah, the cycling network is, is in really great shape and the operators... Uh, there have had a, a, a boom of domestic uh, tra uh, domestic tourism, so you know that that's given them uh, good continuity of, of business going through. They've had a lot of uh, you know direct feedback on what's been working and what, what hasn't. You know the, the the trails have developed, the offerings um, with the cycling community has, has really improved, and the great rides, um, which is made up of you know makes up the New Zealand Cycle Network, has is fantastic. They've all got different stories. Uh, the trails offer unique experiences and the partners al along the way allow a strong link to the community um, and particularly tell the story of history and heritage. So you're getting so much more than than just the, you know, the, the fitness required or the, you know, the experience you get with, with cycling. Um, so tourism operators in New Zealand since borders have been closed have, have been able to reflect and upgrade 
not just the trails, but also uh, the experience you'll get, whether that be through accommodation, uh, tours, uh, and also better insights into what it's like to, to live and cycle in New Zealand. I think anyone who's lucky enough in 2022 and beyond to go to New Zealand for a bike holiday or any holiday is going to feel a level of welcome that, that probably haven't ever been felt, hasn't ever been felt. So, Andrew, we're looking forward to that welcome and we're so uh, excited to get over to New Zealand and I guess like a lot of Aussies, we want to come and experience your beautiful country and, and meet your beautiful people and ride your beautiful trails. So thanks so much for coming on today. We'll look forward to chatting to you in 2022. Merry Christmas to yourself and all your, your beautiful countrymen from Trail Towns. Thank you. Kia ora. Thank you very much, Andrew. And you're on Trail Towns Radio with Vandy and Dietz on SEN. Our next guest on Trail Towns Radio is the legend of Sale of the Century, Vandy. He's also a car nut and he's my ex-boss on the... Here it is! <laughs> he's my ex-boss on the car show and the boat show on Channel 9. Welcome to Trail Towns Radio, Glenn Ridge. It's good to be with you and, and Vandy and my therapist uh, is eternally grateful for you being a part of my life. <laughs> well, that's no, actually, thank you for coming on, Glenn, because I, I really just want to know how on earth did you ever work with Dietz? I mean, I'm working with him now and it's just a roller coaster. <laughs> and there's always the bad we, bit uh, of the roller coaster. <laughs> we made sure he was always out on the road and uh, kept him away from as many people as possible. We could tell a couple of stories, but I think what happens on a, a TV show needs to stay on a TV show. Yes. And, and leave it at that. Well, I've got to tell you guys, I am a bit concerned that you guys and, and Trail Towns, congratulations on your series, which was fantastic. Thank you, Richard. Um, re, re a push bike. I can't for the life of me. Well, I don't like them. I don't like spending time on them. Uh, I can't understand why you would have an e-bike in preference to an actual motorbike. And that's all we've got time and for today, Glenn. Thanks for coming on. I'm not a fan of Lycra. So I'm not sure whether you still want to talk to me or not. Well, well I, I good interview. No, it's been a good interview. Now, the reason I've asked you to come on today, Glenn, is because when, I mean, we have been mates now for, you know, getting on 15 years and um, I did come Too on. Many, yeah. I did come. You were, very, you were kind yeah. enough to put me on your television show for a few years there and we had actually so many laughs and so much fun. So when I came to you with this idea, you really helped. You really gave us great advice and now we're on oh. network telly and, I'm, and I wanted to thank you for that, but thank you publicly. Thank you, Glenn. But also say, <laughs> what did you like about the idea? Why did you not tell me to go away? Uh, I was struggling for friends at the time, Beach. It was just a, a low part. We were in lockdown uh, and all that. Any face and I'm it. getting older. So <laughs> you can't afford to upset too many people. And, uh, well, I was told the other day you shouldn't upset an old person because a life sentence isn't a deterrent anymore. And I know the feeling. Um, but no, look, in a serious note, I, I just a couple of reasons. I think local productions are really important. Um, and and uh, obviously our friendship comes into play. But also the, the fact that the TV series was promoting regional Australia uh, very much. And uh, that's a part of Australia which is very fun to me. I spent a lot of time in regional Australia. And uh, there are businesses out there who, uh, who need help. And uh, there are lots of families who rely on those businesses. So that, that was one thing. But also the concept of, although I say I don't like bikes, I, I, I lied a little bit there, I guess, but, but just something to promote getting 
out and having a good time and enjoying yourself and keeping fit and all that sort of thing is, is fantastic. And I think you've delivered all, on all of them, and I do seriously mean it. Congratulations, Andy and, 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 and Beats and the team for putting it together. It was a great series. Oh, thank you. And we can't wait for season two in New Zealand. It's going to blow your socks mm. off. Well, yeah, if, if you get there. <laughs> well, um, you had a very good career in radio and TV and still do. But Dietz was saying to me earlier that when you were doing Sale of the Century, you just had to work one day a week. Is this true? It was a very solid day. It was a, pub, it was a public servant's week uh, in one day. Um, it, uh, it look we did we we did I, I was very lucky to be a part of sale in a whole heap of ways but uh, uh, I think where I was most lucky was to work with an incredible group of people not only the ones on camera with us um, but but behind the scenes and uh, gave us a real good insight how to do things properly and also be a part of what I still maintain is one of the best television certainly quiz show formats in the world. But we used to go on of a day. I'd uh, get in there at 9 o'clock in the morning and we'd go through all the questions uh, with the adjudicators and all that sort of thing, make sure I could read them. They didn't have any words longer than six letters. And um, then come 1 o'clock, it was a bit of a sausage factory. We did uh, one episode and uh, once we got through that, we nicked them off and got the next lot in and kept going. And generally about 6.30, we were back at the Bridge Hotel. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Having a beer and, and having a laugh and that. So, it, it, yeah, it was. It was a, a really interesting experience, Marty, and uh, it opened up an awful lot of doors for me, and I'm very privileged to be a part of, uh, of, of a show like that. Oh, it's iconic. Question without notice, Glenn. Um, what was the funniest moment on that show that maybe we don't realise actually happened? Was there something that just happened and you just can't believe it did? The, the, the funniest moment I thought was when they actually offered me the job and I thought, you've got to be joking. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. How, how bad has the industry happened? Um, Sunk this far. <laughs> oh, look, there, there are a couple. Um, there, there is one which stands out. Um, uh, probably not the funniest, but one which comes to mind fairly quickly on a, occasions during the show and the questioning, if there was something I wasn't sure of, I'd pick up the phone and have a chat to the producer. It'd stop the clock or whatever. But you might even do it just to create a bit of tension and all that sort of thing. But on this occasion, I, I picked up the phone and uh, said to the, the producer upstairs, I said, well, what do you reckon about that? And they just started warbling on and, and going on about, you know, just playing around to get me to hang up. And uh, I said, listen, guys, it's not over until the fat lady sings. And with that, the middle contestant popped up and started singing an opera. And she wasn't a thin lady by any means whatsoever. An operatic and we section. All at, <laughs> and we thought, what on earth is happening there? So, so she wasn't offended by being called a fat lady. Oh, um, and, and needless to say, then singer. the producer said, all right, we'll, we'll stop tape. I'll tape. We'll go back. <laughs> now, uh, Glenn, we have a section that is the rapid fire round where we give you a couple of options, and then you have to choose one or the other. I think I should kick it off, actually. Would you rather Dietz sink a boat or crash a car? Which I did both on your show multiple times. You did. You did. For some reason, I've got a Porsche comes to mind and a clutch, Dietz. It wouldn't be Peter Fitzgerald by any chance, would it? <laughs> <laughs> um, sink a boat or crash a car? I... 
depending, I prefer to sink a boat, yeah. I think, as in a very small tinny. Yeah, and then it's gone. Uh, or a canoe. <laughs> Remember that yeah. fishing platformy thing that you put me on, and next minute I was up to my knees in water. I was like, what's going on here? You've sunk it, Deeds. All right, next, next, next question, Richie. Top Gear or Trail Towns? Uh, it's a tough one. It shouldn't be a tough one. It shouldn't be a tough one. shouldn't be a tough one. Oh, I couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't decide. Both of them have got idiot hosts. No, that's right. Um, <laughs> well, uh, not bad. Not uh, <laughs> look, I would have to say Trail Town. Oh. What was the question? Which is the favourite or the worst? Oh, yeah. What was the question again? <laughs> okay, and we, uh, we know uh, this one, bike riding or hearing <laughs> the scratching of fingernails down a chalkboard. <laughs> I always wanted to be a teacher. No, um, yeah, no. Look, I, I think, I, uh, yeah, no. It's scratching the fingers down. The yeah, floor. we knew it. We knew it. Oh, Reggie, it's been an absolute delight having you come on the show again from Vandy and I and all the team at Trail Towns. Thanks for the advice and help and mentoring that you've given us throughout the entire project and continue to give us. Um, I will one day pay you back for crashing all those cars and sinking all those boats, mate. But uh, yeah, thanks so much for coming on, mate. Our pleasure. Congratulations to all of you guys for what you've done and uh, uh, hope everyone has a Merry Christmas. Yeah, we are going to have a wonderful Christmas and you know what we're talking about right after this, Vandy? Riding in the high country. Welcome to Trail Towns Radio with Paul Vanderplug and Dieter Karsnes, the first bicycle tourism radio show in the world. You're on Trail Towns Radio with Vandy and Dietz on SEN and now we have the... Ride High Country segment. They are a show sponsor of the Christmas special, and it is where I grew up, Deets. The Ride High Country section of Victoria is the northeast. It's lots of big mountains, beautiful valleys, and amazing riding. Now, Vandy, I don't know of anyone that's a greater expert in this region than yourself. So I'm going to ask you some questions some, for some people that, people that might not have actually been there for a holiday, wanting to take their family or friends and go away. So, first question that I have for you about the High Country region. How would you describe it for families in the holiday period? Is it busy? Is it quiet? Is, it, is there lots of places to go? How would you describe it? Well, it's thriving these days. Mum and Dad used to have a bike shop in Mount Beauty. And in the month of January, as soon as Boxing Day hit, there would just be troves of families. And we were next to a caravan park, which is so popular in that northeast region because you come with your family. They've got the bikes loaded up. They've got the camper that they pop up. And they just have all this fun. So you go into the mountain bike park, go for a, a little bit of a ride. There's eight or some nine mountain bike parks in the Ride High Country zone um, spread around. So you can choose different places as well. So you go and you go for a ride. And then what we used to do is swim in the river and cool off in the natural Alpine River, which is so lovely. Like that is unique to, well, I've never done it anywhere else, but it's it's such a fond memory for me. And the region itself is actually quite a large region. So it takes you from the Mansfield Mount Buller region. And then if you're, you know, a crow and you're flying over the mountains, you go over the King Valley and then you go into the Ovens Valley and then you go into the Kiwa Valley. Mm. And that's really the ride high country region. And then you go over again to the Mitter Valley. I was about to say, don't forget, yeah, don't the, forget Mitter the Mitter Valley. Valley. So and they've also got Lake Mountain as well. Lake Mountain as well, of course. Which is pumping with the Cascades Trail. So why this region is so great is the variety of riding you can do. So there's... A, it's a couple of amazing rail trails. You've got the Great Victorian Rail Trail, which takes you up to Mansfield, but then you've got the um, uh, Murray, to Murray, Murray to Mountains Rail Trail, which also has a spur that goes up to Beechworth. Now, 
Let me ask you a question. Let's get the, the Vandy 30 seconds. We've done this before, but it's so interesting. I want to ask you about Yakandanda and why that's such a beautiful little town to visit. Well, Yakandanda is super special because it's got this rich gold mining history and the trails were built by the Yak Yobos, which are these old blokes who just started building mountain bike trails using the water races and they used to ride single speeds. So they used the terrain and the contours to get through the hills and then these beautiful flowing downhills. So Yak's super special. With the rail trails as well, there's the High Country Rail Trail, which we featured, which is um, oh, from wow. Shelley back to Talangada with the old trestle bridges. There's so much to do in the High Country. You need a week, and that's why people do go there for a week. Some people stay for a month. Yeah. Like it's, it's just that good that you can just immerse yourself in the whole area. And coming up next, we've got Phil Windham from Adventure South New Zealand. Right now, we have Phil Windham from Adventure South New Zealand to give us the scoop on the best and wildest things to do in South Island New Zealand. Welcome, Phil. Uh, Kiora, thanks for that, Vandy. Thanks, Deets. How are we? We are absolutely amazingly well, Phil. We are so excited because we're coming to New Zealand really soon and we're doing six episodes, three in the South Island. You're from the South Island and we are excited to talk to you because we want to know what's going on. So South Island Trails, it's where you hang out, it's what you do. Is it hardcore? Is it beginner friendly? How can you describe it to our Aussies, our listening, our listeners that are dying to come over? Yeah, nice one. Look, um. There's so much variety, you know, there's certainly, if you want to do a pretty hardcore, you know, quite techie mountain bike trip, you know, a a quick afternoon ride through to a multi-day ride, like something like the Ghost Road, then you've got that covered. But, you know, they're the the minority. I think the really cool thing is that most of the trails here in the South Island are really quite achievable and, um, and possible for anyone from looking with sort of an introductory to sort of moderate sort of grading. But um, look, I mean, obviously the, the Central Otago Rail Trail is a almost a bit of a household name, you could say, even across in Australia with its popularity, and that's a very cool trip of about 150 k's. But probably the most exciting thing um, uh, of late um, uh, across here has been the new Lake Dunstan Trail. So oh, is that the one is, with the coffee shop on a boat? Totally, yeah, the coffee, and now they've added a burger, a burger bar. Oh, I've down seen photos. So, yeah, I sent. Totally, so it's an awesome <laughs> I sent, ride. I sent Deets the link to that. I'm like, this looks amazing, and we would. I don't know. I don't think we've yeah. seen anything like that around no, the world, I let haven't. alone Australia. So, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, and, you, yeah, yeah, you. You definitely have to get involved there. Mm, um, we will. Uh, what sort of tours does Adventure South offer? By the way, nice one. So look, we've we've got a, a choice of about 35 different cycling um, trips across North and South Island. And they're guided? Um, we're a specialist, fully guided, yeah, specialist, um, uh, you know, fully guided and supported um, uh, cycling groups. So we have the thing, you know, trails like the Lake Dunson, which we just touched on, um, through to, you know, the, the Ghost Road, the mountain biking. Um, we've got some new gravel itineraries, which have been proven to be really popular um, uh, so it's really all about getting out on two wheels and certainly enjoying the, the sights and the sounds and, you know, those epic sort of big South Island scenes, um, but also some great accommodation, some nice meals and 
you know, I've got a really fortunate that we've got a great team of expert guides who help make all the magic happen out in the field and uh, and really turn it into a holiday for our guests and travellers to just in, focus on the riding, focus on the scenery and enjoy that and, uh, and uh, you know, have a lot of fun That's along a, the way. Phil, I, I get the feeling sometimes when I go to a new area, in fact, a few years ago, we're talking about Yak and Dander within the show, a few years ago, I went to Yak and I couldn't even find the mountain bike park and I got really anxious. I'm like, yeah. I've come all this way. Coming to the South Island of New Zealand and going with Adventure South New Zealand takes the risk away because you guys run it all. Like, there's no stress, come with us, we'll do the trip. But what I'd like to know, my question is, Phil, Aussies haven't really come to your shores for 18 months now. Do you want us to come there? Are we going to feel welcome? You know, uh, uh, we can't wait. <laughs> we, we seriously can't wait. No, Rick look, I mean, it's, yeah, look, and, you know, I think the, um, that, that, that's been shown that even when lockdowns have been, you know, reopened um, and, you know, other regions have been able to travel back down to the South Island or we've been allowed to go there and, you know, people have been really welcoming back, and and certainly, you know, the the, the traveller who wants to get out and enjoy a cycling experience or a hiking experience, for that matter, as well, yep. is generally well regarded and well received into the, these local rural communities. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, let's get this let's get this border reopened, and uh, you know, I won't say a bubble, but let's get that happening because, geez, we're we're raring to go over here. We've got new trails for Aussies to explore. Um, the mountains and the Alps have never been never looking better, and you know, a coffee, wine, and beer is 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 pretty damn good as well. Yeah, <laughs> you certainly have no excuses not to have a good trip over here. Thanks so but, much for coming on the show, Phil. Guess what? After this, Vandy on Trail Towns, we have a former premier. Oh, Ted Bailey. Yeah, look out. You're listening to Trail Towns Radio, the first bicycle tourism radio show in the world. You're on Trail Towns Radio with Vandy and Dietz. And right now, Vandy, we have the former Premier of Victoria. He's one of Melbourne's foundation families, and he really helped us with Trail Towns to get Trail Towns on the air on SBS. I'd like to welcome Ted Bailey to the show. Welcome to the show, Ted. Uh, Dietz, Vandy, uh, great to join you. But you said Trail Towns. I thought it was Trial Towns. <laughs> when were you going to talk about justice and... And and you know the 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 fickle finger of the courts and all that sort of stuff. Oh my oh. God! There's a there's a typo in the invitation. I can't believe it. No, it's trailers, mountain bikes, and uh, it's too late. You've already supported mountain us. bikes. Oh my God! No wonder all your advice. I couldn't is work out what I couldn't work out what trial bikes were. I mean, that's enough. <laughs> well, they do have trial bikes for jumping up and down on uh, big obstacles. Yeah. But uh, Ted. You've... The Olympics ain't what they used to be, huh? <laughs> they <laughs> certainly aren't. <laughs> Two wheels go around in a different way than I, when I grew up. They sure do. It's fantastic, I reckon. But you've been involved with Trail Towns. I think Dietz has been talking to you since almost the beginning. What was the, uh, what was the concept that piqued your interest and what made you want to be involved? Well, through a mutual mate, I think he came to me and, and started begging, you know, begging for advice, <laughs> begging for money, begging for commentary. Sounds and about I'm right. Sure he wanted, I'm sure he wanted me to be the uh, the producer, the director and the script writer for... Uh, I wanted you on the show with me. Uh, Trail Towns and, uh, you know, uh, and yeah, he probably wanted me to go on the show with him, but then he found you, Vandy, so he's, you know... Oh, he had to, One he thing, had to lower his standards. We One did, thing, a, we did no, a rebrand. <laughs> yeah, no. well, well, see, the problem with me is, is I'm six, two, six foot 200 tall yeah. and I look like a dog on a bike and 
uh, I wouldn't be able to keep up with uh, with you even if I was driving. I don't think so. <laughs> well, look, in all honesty, Ted, you it, did. Get... Anyway, whatever happened, whatever advice I gave, it, it's obviously been a great, great <laughs> success, and I'm sure it's. 100% due to whatever I might have suggested. Yeah, full credit. Well, you do get a credit on the show if you watch the credit roll. Ted, you were you were fantastic. And I, one I, of the... That's the only thing I can watch. <laughs> the only bit you watch the show. over and over the credit. Over and over yeah, the credit. There I am. <laughs> there I am. Quick, look. Um, Ted, yeah. um, what was the I going to do? Wheel. No, one of the reasons I came to you was you were in Parliament when the whole rail trail thing started in Victoria in sort of mid to, I guess, early mid-90s. And rail trails have absolutely transformed cycle tourism in lots of areas. Tell us about what you thought of that at the time. You were in Parliament, um, and and why did Victoria well, actually, cotton actually, it was it was I was I went into Parliament in '99, but um, uh, the Kennett government was in power in '92, '92 to '99, and um, Graham Stoney, the famous mountain cattleman from up. Uh, and the rangers, he was one of the drivers of rail trails. So good. And uh, Graham and I are married to sisters. Well, how about that? <laughs> wow. So I have I have followed the uh, the rail trail story from the beginning, and I take my hat off to Graham. And he drove it. He well, he rode it. He drove it. He he did all that sort of stuff, spotting an opportunity. And the rail trails have taken off all over the place. And you guys have been shameless exploiters of that um, concept. Absolutely. We love the rail trails. They're such a good way to link up towns because obviously that's what they used to do, but now you do it on bike and there's so much to see. And in more recent years, uh, well, actually going back even before I was in Parliament, I had a bit to do with Warburton. Ah, yes, great. And uh, the, the, we we did some work on what was going to be the the new Warburton Chalet up in Warburton. We did a little bit of work up there, and we got some rezoning. But today it hasn't happened. But if if you want a new project, it's one of the best sites in Victoria. Oh, wow. Make a fabulous place for a guest house and a conference centre. Um, but uh, more recently, there's been this proposition to make Warburton the centre of mountain bikes in Victoria, make it the centre of mountain bikes in Australia and give it give it a um, a track that uh, rivals anything in the world with some of the best scenes and the best photography and all that sort of stuff. And so I joined a bit of a push for that. Um, hasn't happened yet. Maybe it'll happen one day, but couldn't be a better site to do it. Sounds like it's edging closer with all the things they're doing. Now, we've been following it closely because we love the concept of having a place it's only an hour from Melbourne, and it's fantastic uh, landscape. But um, yeah, and, and and there are a lot of there are a lot of the champions. I mean, Cadell, the great Cadell. He's a, I mean, he's been from the territory and Bowen Heads and all right, but he was a Yarra Valley and boy at, at one stage. Uh, it's a natural fit. Now, Ted, the other day, Dietz called me up and he said, "Guess what? Guess what, Vandy? I just saw the former premier of Victoria, Ted Bailey, wearing a Trail Towns hat." Is this true, and would you recommend it as a Christmas gift idea? I've got to say, uh, over the years as Premier Leader of the Opposition and one of the most outstanding unrecognised athletes in Australia, uh, I have received lots of interesting gifts and pictures and bottles of wine and all those sort of things, and T-shirts and and the like. And only on a couple of occasions have I ever been given a hat that I can wear. Oh. Yes. <laughs> and the Trail Towns hat 
is one that you can wear. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah, it's Ten. comfortable. I definitely gonna that check will definitely be sent right now in the mail. <laughs> so, you, thank so you. Dietrich was kind enough to give me two, which is you know that's not bad, oh. and I can only wear one at a time. I mean, I've got to be here, but only one at a time. <laughs> uh, and I've got one in the car and and uh, one on my desk and. Uh, I wear it all the time, and I've got less hair than I used to have, and I've had a whole lot of things cut out of my head this year, so <laughs> on with the trail towns. On oh, with the trail towns. Well, so I'm glad good. we can be of some use to somebody. Now? Yeah, well, you know, you, you've left a trail behind you, haven't you? That's, <laughs> uh, oh, thank you for the support. Now, we've got this thing we do. It's called the Rapid Fire Round, where we just give you one of two options, and you have to select one. Are you ready, Ted? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ted. Now, you are a, a keen swimmer, so we've got a, a swimming question. Would you prefer Lawn or Sorrento? Oh, I, I, I've got to say I prefer, prefer Lawn. Ooh, I knew but, it. I knew you'd say that. But um, with a mate, I started to swim from Sorrento to Portsea, but uh, Sorrento itself, the water's a bit shallow and there's too many boats around there yes. for it to be a you know a, a, a terrific swimming spot. The currents yes. are pretty when wild. I was, when I was a, when I was a kid there were too many sharks there as well. Ah. <laughs> it's always an issue. All right, we've got a alpine question. So it's Mount Buller. But or... I've got to pick you up. You said I had to give you a yes no answer and oh. then you asked me a question which wasn't yes no. <laughs> See this is the problem with the show. We don't what know what sort, of, what sort about. of show are you what we, sort of show are you guys running? We don't even know we Ted. We never claim to be professional. <laughs> we never claim to be professional. <laughs> okay. Mount <laughs> big wheels and you're meant to be going in the same direction. <laughs> no, we're always going all over the shop. Mount Buller or Falls Creek? Uh, well, it was always Falls Creek for me. Yes. Yeah. We like that choice. It's a great choice. Okay. Um, Fun Valley over the back there. Yes. Pretty Fun nice. Valley. Uh, well, as former Premier of Victoria, you would particularly like this question. Formula I, One? I think I think t- some of the Brighton Icebergers go up and swim in the, in the, the lake. Oh, it's oh so that's cold. In the yeah. of hard men. I know. That's covered in snow most of the time. Hard men Creek. and women. And, and women. And, and, and other. Yes. Um, now, Formula One or Tour de France? Oh, that's tough. Mm. I'm, I'm a big fan. I've been involved with Formula One and spent a number of years in Hanoi in the last five or six years oh. getting a Formula One race for Hanoi, which we got them, and then it was scheduled in April last year, and they got oh. COVIDed out of it, so which that's... was a great tragedy because Hanoi, uh, a very big bicycle city, a very big um, motorcycle city, but also got a lot of fast cars. Yeah. Uh, so I do love Formula One, but I've got to say that two weeks of the Tour de France is such good viewing. It's special, isn't it? It's just a good choice. Sit back and enjoy enjoy the best of France and whatever they or wherever else they go on the basis of they've sucked some money out of somebody else to go somewhere other <laughs> <Yeah>. than France. <laughs> now this one can be up for interpretation: Hawthorne or Geelong? Oh, I knew it! I knew it! In, in footy, I live in Hawthorne, and people used to say to me, how can you be the live in Hawthorne, be the member for Hawthorne and Barrack for Geelong? And I used to say, well, it's a free I've country. been at every one of Hawthorne's triumphs, <laughs> most oh. of which have been badly against Geelong, but I am a passionate Geelong supporter. Oh, um, let's just talk about 1989 then, shall we? Uh, <laughs> the year I was born. Yes, it was a good year for Hawthorne. I'm a Hawthorne supporter, of course. Yes, yes, yes. How many goals did Gary, I think Gary Abram? Nine. 
18 goals or something in the 1989 grand final. Anyway, anyway moving right The last question, the very last question, uh, we always ask this of people. It's not a quick trick question. Is it Vandy or it's Deets? Who would you rather go for a ride with? <laughs> well, it doesn't have three seats, does it? No. So. <laughs> Neither, I bet. But, it, but um, put it this way. If I'm riding the bike and one of you has to sit on the handlebars, it's whichever one of you is lighter. Oh. <laughs> it's definitely me. Vandy, Vandy's not far off your height. I'm big. Uh, and, and weighs 100 kilos. Yeah. So Deets then. You always be, well, I'm I'm just a tad over 100 kilos these days, and that's that's pretty that's working out the bike pretty hard. I'm like Absolutely. I'm like now, all, these, all these fancy bikes these days. I was very primal as a child with a bike. You know, we had we had bikes made of solid steel, which had virtually no colour, and they had no no um, hand brakes or anything. It was just a foot brake, a seat, and a couple of wheels, and you picked them up and you went anywhere, and you threw it on the ground, and if it hit a tree or hit a rock, it probably broke the tree or broke the rock. Absolutely, um, and the bike. Technology. We used to ride everywhere, and you guys wouldn't be old enough to remember the old Burnley Velodrome where we used to go and play as a <laughs> no, kid. No, I don't. Sounds fun though. Yeah, well, sounds fun. Where the Burnley Golf Course is these oh. days, there used to be a velodrome down there that way. Oh, oh ripper! Well, and it was it was a rough asphalt track, and it cracks all over it. But it was it was a, a classic velodrome, steep walls, and that's that's where we learnt about. Um, looking after your knees and elbows. Yes, oh, absolutely. Well, unfortunately, that's all we've got time for, Ted. Is Thank that you. it? Yes. That's it, Ted. But we're having a, a weekly live show next year, which is going to be on SEN, and we'd love to have you on again if you if you had the time and obviously nothing much else you on your plate. You haven't, asked me about all, you haven't asked me about all the the gold medals I won on the track and, <laughs> well, and all the gold medals I won on the road. And oh, there we go. And my <laughs> national representation. On, on uh, two wheels. Oh, well, never mind. Next, <laughs> next time. <laughs> Cheers, Ted. Well, you're on Trail Towns Radio with Vandy and Dietz on SEN. Coming up right after this, we've got Jamo with the Shimano Terrific Top Tech Tips. You're listening to Trail Towns Radio, the first bicycle tourism radio show in the world. Okay, Deets, we are now jumping straight into the giant, great gift ideas. And I don't mean huge gifts. I mean gifts that you can get that come from our great friends, Giant Bicycles. Giant Bicycles. Well, I got a gift to myself two weeks ago now, the brand new Trans-E full-carbon mountain bike, E-mountain bike. Wowzers! I know. It's my own Christmas present to myself. And I have got to say, I am totally blown away by this bike. I had no idea a bike could be so intuitive. It it does all the things which E-mountain bikes, full-powered E-mountain bikes aren't supposed to do. It's not supposed to feel like it's light. It actually feels like it's light to ride. Mm. It handles intuitively. But the best bit is the blue dot. Yes, well, this was something that I experienced when I went riding with you uh, because you would not stop talking about how good this bike was. I was actually like, look, you get this out of your system because I'm too jealous because I don't have one and you do. And you were almost just... 
it was it was overwhelming how much you were talking up this bike, and I'm like, no one's listening. It's just no me here, Deets. But <laughs> I, I I am a positive person, as you Absolutely. know. But then I've ridden a lot of different bikes in my time, and I'll. If I don't like it, I'll call it as I see it or whatever the problem is. And this bike, I've not ridden a bike where I've gotten on it and everything was just perfect. The blue dot is this intuitive mode yes. where you don't have to worry about the power level. It works it out for you. And it is just like riding with supercharged legs. Mm. Like you got the power when you need it. It backs off when you don't. It saves the battery when it should. And I rode for 30Ks, nearly seven, 800 meters vertical, pretty much hardcore for over two hours, didn't even use half the battery. Oh. It was an outstanding, it is an outstanding bike. So anyway, in this giant section, thank you, Giant, for uh, uh, allowing me access to it. I still, I, I mean, I had to pay for it. And that's cool because I'm just a dad like everyone else. And i got to say, it is absolutely outstanding. But what are we going to do? We're going to talk about what bike for what at the moment in, in, and what would you buy in the Giant range. So, Vandy, you're the expert. Road bikes. Tell us about road bikes through Giant. Well, road bikes have been around forever. They've got a full range. So I ride the TCR, which is Total Compact Road, and it's it's the real fancy one. But you can get a more relaxed sort of geometry bike. So it just depends on what your budget is. They've got carbon frames, aluminium frames, all the all the bells and whistles. But you can get a bike that suits your budget, which is fantastic. But road bikes, they're specifically for road riding. Like you don't want to go off-road because you're most likely going to get a flat tire or have a mechanical because they're built for those tarmac. Mountain bikes, you can go from, you know, a $700 hardtail with front suspension through to, you know, over $10,000, $15,000 on a mountain bike easily. Why? But, the yeah, the thing with mountain bikes is – there you go anywhere. So if you're adventurous and you want to get off the roads, you get a mountain bike and you go to these specific mountain bike parks and you just have a fun time exploring. But you need a mountain bike to enjoy those trails. I get a little bit stressed out when I go somewhere and people are riding like a hybrid bike on a mountain bike trail because it's dangerous. You need front suspension, which is a bit more expensive, but and then also rear suspension now, the technology is so good. The bikes are so efficient that it just feels like you're floating on a cloud. Like I just built up my rain for the holiday season and it's 170 mil of travel on the front and 146 mil in the rear. So it's, it's you do anything. You can drop it off uh, big jumps and you can go down the most technical black diamond trails. But it's, it's once again, like whatever you can afford, that's what you should be riding. I love doing rail trails because I can take my family on them and there's no fear involved. Like you're talking about doing big jumps or drop-offs. I don't do the big jumps, but I do drop-offs and stuff and certainly wouldn't take my partner there. I wouldn't take Jane there because it scares her. Rail trails and to some extent gravel is fantastic, right? Mm. So tell us about what I would ride on gravel and I'm actually about to get an XTC giant hardtail with front suspension to ride on gravel as opposed to a gravel bike because I just figure – it gets to a steep hill and all of a sudden I want to have some suspension, this thing will give me that. What are, what are your thoughts on that, my friend? Well, I was riding hardtails for years uh, when I was uh, competing in the cross-country format because that was the bike that everyone used. You just had a cross-country hardtail and it was you do everything bike and it's really efficient. So with gravel riding, I think the good thing about rail trail and bikes that you use on rail trails is you can use anything. Like it doesn't have to – you can use – a you can use a small hybrid bike or your commuter that you ride to work in. That'll be able to take you on an adventure. I think people get a little bit bogged down in too much technology chat 
when the best thing to do is just to get your bike and go for a ride. But one thing I did want to talk about was all of the amazing giant accessories that you can get. So they've got amazing helmets, lights, and you should get them for your friends for Christmas. It's the perfect Christmas gift because there's nothing better than receiving something to do with a bike at Christmas. And I think it's the best thing you can possibly do. All that chat about bikes then, it's actually replicatable by putting E in front of it as well. And the yeah. same rules apply if you make it an E version, a bike, uh, a version with a motor or without a motor. Everything you just said is all applicable, right? And we've got a few more days till Christmas. So get into your local giant dealer, support the bike shops, Get a sweet Christmas gift and have a fantastic Christmas. They'll give you a Christmas cuddle. <laughs> right after this, we've got Christoph Allegert calling in from Europe. You're listening to Trail Towns Radio, the first bicycle tourism radio show in the world. Next up, we have the king of ultra endurance cycling, Christoph Allegert, who and you ask, what is endurance cycling? And it's actually riding across a country as fast as humanly possible on a bike. Thanks for coming on the show, Christoph. Hey, hello. How are you? <laughs> we are fantastic. Uh, how, how, well, firstly, what's the weather like in Belgium right about now? Now it's uh, winter. Uh, it isn't that cold, but uh, it hasn't uh, stopped raining for 24 hours for <laughs> last week no oh gosh so oh. i'm just so jealous uh, to see some sun and walking around with my bib shirt and a t-shirt and ah oh, everything i dream of oh, yeah, that's good. i was a bit too hot yesterday out on my bike ride so yeah vandy was complaining <laughs> it was a bit too warm. <laughs> oh no 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 stop it stop it <laughs> uh christoph i tell you you do know about riding in the heat and the warmth um you've won the Paci uh, the india pacific endurance race which is from pretty much perth right through to sydney just tell us about that race and tell us about what it is and tell us about winning it well, how it was, um, you just see the country in a different way because and if you're in car, you're moving, you're moving, uh, I don't know, in a window. And if you cycle through, um, if you travel by a bicycle, you're moving in the landscape. And the most easy way to explain is you see everything. I mean, you have to stop at a little, 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 um, grocery shop to buy a coca-cola you have a, a chat with local people you see just different kind of stuff like different stomach um, you feel the heat you feel the sun especially if you cycle in such a race you see sunrise sunset you feel the heat you feel the cold uh, you feel those little inclined and that's what i love about traveling and cycling Oh, it's so good. I think I described it as the Goldilocks uh, way to explore any country or area because walking is a little bit too slow and going in a car is a, it's too exactly, fast. Exactly. And if you, yeah. And if you cycle, um, even if you cycle like 100 kilometers a day, um, you can see a lot, especially yeah. in Europe. If you, if you can cycle like 100 kilometers a day in one direction, you can cycle every day in a different landscape. And that's all amazing, especially in Europe. So you're not that lucky down under, but um, it's coming close to it. No, you've got a few more distances. And you obviously enjoy cycling through new towns. Is that something that you're passionate about? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, uh, as tourism, I really love to, um, especially in darkness, to cycle around in in unknown towns, uh, second left, third right, and you see where you're ending up. You see, yeah, you're not on the main road anymore, so you see uh, local people, you see how people are living. Um, yeah, I just love it. What have you learned from all uh, you, of your, your riding, Christoph? I mean, you've seen so much and you've ridden so far. What little learn lessons of life have you learned and what can you share with us, those little beautiful moments? Uh, yeah, you meet so many uh, different people. You, you're, um, yeah, you talk to, to just normal people and what they have learned, like... Um, Love of every is everywhere, and someone told me once, uh, and it's always stayed in my mind. Um, it was um, you need to create your own paradise with your friends, your wife, your family, um, your friends next to you, and it doesn't matter where, where you are if you're in, in Europe or Australia or Asia or uh, America, you have to. Cre- it's not because you're in a better or in a better and a richer country or not has more to do with um, the people around you. How does, you know what? That how, how always does, stayed in my mind. How, do, how does cycling open that door, though? What is it about cycling that opens that door to awareness for you? Brr, difficult question. <laughs> That's <laughs> what we do here. Yeah, we're throwing some yeah. loopy ones at you. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> no, because no, no, I... Yeah, I, no, but, uh, I yeah, no, I've experienced it too, Christoph. Everyone's so generous. There's something about traveling by bike where you you get the best version of the people that you meet. They're always willing to give you food or they want to give you some a place to stay and it's even, you know, in the in really like underdeveloped poor countries where people are so generous. Have you experienced that as well? Oh, sure. yeah, for sure. It's like you say, um Especially if you cycle um, on yourself, um, people are really uh, generous about, like you say, just give you shelter, give you a meal. It didn't, it, uh, it didn't cost that much, but the, the value or the mental value of it is so big. True, yeah. And that was what I just was saying by just those little things you appreciated a lot and you're, you're getting in contact with um, those people. If you travel by bike, uh, by car, or um, coaches, or whatever, you're never gonna stop at those places. No. Yeah. Um, Christmas time. Uh, you, you're gonna stop at a gas station, and that's it. We'll 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 make sure you come on to our TV show when you are in Australia, or we are looking to do some seasons in Europe up in the upcoming future. So if we get over to Belgium, we're gonna tap you on the shoulder. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Don't worry. There's a bad upstairs, so um, don't worry about it. As <laughs> Barney and, uh, you know, uh, I don't make a point of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. thank, thank you, Christoph. Well, you're on Trail Towns with Vandy and Dates on SEN. You're on SCN with Vandy and Dietz on our Christmas special, Vandy. And you know what time it is? It's time for Shimano Terrific Top Tech Tips with Jamo. Jamo, welcome to the show. It's Christmas time, mate. What do you think about that? Hey, Dieter. Vandy, how are you going? Good, mate. Yeah, does Christmas make you happy, Jamo? 
I'm never happy. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking of a song. Now, you ready? You, 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 your jingle this week is ready for this. Oh, lovely. Here Thank you. It's beginning to look a lot like Jammo. Jammo. Very angry nearly all the time. He doesn't like the customers. Customers are really very, very annoying. <laughs> what do you think of that? <laughs> Go away. That was, that was obviously well rehearsed. We had that completely dialed. We just made that up. What, what's, what's on your plate yeah. this week, Liver Lips? What have you got for us for Christmas? Well, it's the last show of the year. I've got to ask, dude. Have, have there been any complaints from the public at all? Yes, I've had a few. Yes, yes. <laughs> really? the, the only comment okay. I've had is, why is that person on your show? <laughs> <laughs> but only from well, one person. Everyone I, else has said it's really terrific. Very, very insightful. Uh, I, I've had a complaint from the producer and um, from Ruby, and she's she's warned me one more time, not allowed to go over time. Yes. And she said it would be really helpful if the stories had something to do with cycling. Yeah. So, so we, we're going we're gonna to change it from no, no. all filler, no killer, to all killer, no filler. Do you know what Ruby said to that, said that to us about our entire show? <laughs> with that let's, in mind... Let's, let's, Let's put it to the test. Let's yeah. go. Let's road test this idea. <laughs> Bring me to another right. memory of mine. What's this? What was the story about the caravan that that was uh, at, at your at your other brother's house? That <laughs> yeah. well, no, that's the same brother. Is it the, the place same? he lives in isn't much better than the place he rents in Sebastopol. <laughs> let me tell you. Yeah. And um, his um, his housemates got uh, three cars at the moment, none of which are running, um, and a caravan that he bought for a thousand dollars. That. Um, he left it parked in the street and he got booked straight away. So he hooked it up to the back of one of the cars. And for a while, he was driving around everywhere with it attached to the back of the car. <laughs> and I, when I heard the story, I thought that can't be true. But I actually saw him. <laughs> I saw him in Bunnings with a caravan. Now, do we have, yeah, any, more, on the back. Do we have any more cycling-related <laughs> tips here, Jamo? Um, well, I'm going to recycle the tip. Is that okay? Oh, you know, yeah. In the, in the in the light of current yes, concerns with global warming and yep. all of that, I'm recycling my, my tip about transporting bikes on the top of the car. Yes, um, yes. Andy from um, Cycling Sports and Clothing up the street here in um, Surrey Hills yes. uh, had his carbon fibre BMC Dura Ace road bike on the roof of his car and drove through the McDonald's drive-thru. Oh, exactly what we were talking oh about. God. Does he listen to the show? I hope Honestly, not because he said really. No, I hope not because he was really embarrassed about it, and he said, "Don't tell anyone." So I'm only telling you guys. All right, don't spread it around. Yeah, don't tell anyone. <laughs> don't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, it is such a timely tip, and the more you do it, the more familiar you become, and the more easy es- easily can happen. Especially in holiday oh, season, you're rushing around, you're chucking thing, you chuck your bike on the roof, you forget. I actually saw someone yep. the other day. They put a coffee on the roof, and then they got in their car and then started driving. People are quite absent-minded at this sort uh, of time. Yeah, I stopped them. Shop. They were happy. It's it's one of those. I wish I hadn't done that. Thing. <laughs> yeah. It might. My uh, brother had, uh, you know, owned the bike shop in Croydon, Croydon Cycle Works, and um, had a customer who did that with his carbon fibre bike, smashed it on the roof of the carport, bought it in. They got a new frame for him. They fitted everything up. He put it on the roof, and with, without a shadow of a lie, he drove home straight into the carport. No. Did it again. Oh, did it again. That's true story. 
true story. Oh, well, you know, and, and, and one of your ex-customers did that twice too with the GT Zaskar, and the second time he did it, he pulled it off the roof, it was bent, and he threw it over the neighbour's fence and said, that's it, I've had it with you. <laughs> was that you? No, that, that was Finners. <laughs> now, Jamo, it is yes. a really busy time in the bike shops at the moment, coming into Christmas. Everyone yep. wants their bike fixed to going on holiday. Are you going on holiday over this next period? I've closed already. <laughs> I got in early. <laughs> so, so, and, and not unreasonably, I've done 32 Christmases in mm. bike shops. And so, I, you know, I, I just don't want to be in that last minute rush. Oh, so that's why, that's why I gave the tip a few weeks ago. If you want your bike service, do it now, not later. So in other words, <laughs> I, in other words, I've missed out with you. I'm going to ride a bike with gears not working again. Is that what you're saying? Oh, is that me? why you're asking? Yeah, that's exactly. why you're I'm asking. Just saying, check to see if you have any capacity to fix my bike. But where do you want to go on holiday? <laughs> No one, no one talks to the bike mechanic till I want something fixed. Uh, well, look, Merry Christmas, Tamo. Your your contribution has been amazing. Next year, when we do our live show, you'll be on our regular Shimano Terrific Top Tech Tips. And uh, mate, I think we'll leave this particular year with the five mountain bike golden rules, which we've never really gone through. Rule number one is, don't crash. Are you Very doing? good. Yeah, okay. Well, obviously, I've got to say them all. Rule number two is if in doubt, if in doubt and it's foggy and it's rainy up a hill, don't go there. If you, if you can't see it, don't that's go it. there, right? If you taught me you that one. See, that's it. If you can't see the mountain, don't go there. Yes, third one, right. if you have a choice it's between... so true. That yeah, is so true. So true. If you have a choice, but third rule, if you have a choice between going up and down and you don't know which one to go, which one do you do? Go up. Always. You can always come down later. Always up. Fourth rule, what did grandma used to say? If it's not Shimano, it's crap. (laughs) (laughs) And the last rule is you can never spend too much money on a mountain bike, which is one I've never broken. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, thanks so much for this year. You've been Been, a great contributor, and our our listeners are, you know, thrilled. Been great fun, Dito. Great to talk, Mandy. We'll catch up soon. Cheers, mate. See you a little late, Well, that's it for Trail Towns for 2021. Trail Towns Radio, to Trail Towns TV, Vandy, which is going to come back next year, actually, as is the radio. We want to thank our wonderful sponsors, Temper, Giant, Ride High Country, and 100% New Zealand. Absolutely. Thank you so It's been such a big year and such a journey for us to get to this point. It really has. I mean, we've produced a series of television in lockdown and not being able to really do it, but we did it. And that was amazing. We got a great reaction on TV. We've done a radio show now. We're going to go do a radio show next year. We're going to do two seasons of Trail Towns next year as well. So we think the ideas actually resonated. We're really happy. Bring on 2022. That's what I say. And thank you to all of our guests for coming on today. It's been a guest extravaganza. We can't list them all because we're running out of time. It's been a celebration of the people that have helped us get to where we are, but also people who just love cycle tourism and people that want to go riding on their bike. And that's what we're all about, Vandy. And don't forget to follow on social media. All of the uh, Trail Towns TV updates are there so you can keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening for Trail Towns. And you can re-listen to the radio show on the SEN app, the Apple Podcast or Spotify. Tell your friends and spread the Trail Towns cheer. Yeah, with that, there's only really one thing to say for 2021. See you later.
Oh. See you later, 2020. Roll on, 22. Roll on. Also, Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas to you, Vandy. And uh, have a happy new year. Let's go ride some bikes, everyone out there. See you later. See you on the trails.